Hello, My Favorite Things Podcast, Mike Truesdale, how are you? This is episode 78, I know I said last episode was 78, but it was actually 77, and I don't know why I said that. I'm a man that can't count, I'm an adult man with children with a podcast who can't put things in order, and you don't care about that, um, this is just for the, the historians and the data transcribers. Nobody else beyond that should care about that, um, and nobody; those people shouldn't care either. This is episode seventy-eight. Um, if you're new to the podcast, it's just a podcast where I talk about some of my favorite shit with uh, a person that also happens to enjoy that thing. And uh, very excited this episode um, to have Julia Noons. Um, Julia Noons is a a, a wonderful musician and um i've been a fan of hers for for many years and she's actually the first person that i've ever had on this podcast that i didn't know personally uh or had even met um at all before they were on the podcast um so in that respect it was very fun to do and then just in the uh you know she's she's a cool person it was fun to do um and if you're if you're a fan of julia noon to you know you know her stuff um you know that she started on youtube doing covers and then uh occasionally she'd throw in her own original song and then you know covers and she'd she'd do like uh you know these videos where she was um playing multiple instruments and sort of um you know presenting them in in that one song uh a lot of covers and then dropping in an original here and there and then over time just kind of more and more originals and i think she's got uh three albums four albums i should see i should have looked this shit up before i did it um but her last album some feelings is awesome and it's on spotify um and i think she's going to be recording another one um so she she's doing the uh what i would call the louis ck model where she promises art and gives it away for not that much on the faith that you are into her art um so you know if if you're a fan of hers support her um, fi- financially as much as you can, um, because you should pay for art, or else there's not going to be any good art, and that's that's a fucking bummer. Um, so so do that, and we're talking about covers because, of course, she uh, started on YouTube doing a bunch of covers, and now she's like, you know, she's like kind of huge. She was traveling all over the place before uh, before she did this podcast um and in general i'm not just saying like right before this podcast was the only time in her life she traveled i don't think it came off that way but i decided to qualify it as such anyway um and i i had asked julia to i had a variety show a number of years ago i asked her to do that because i just thought she would be the perfect musical guest for it and it worked out that she just wasn't going to be I had a a date for that show and she was not in the LA area at the time 
uh, that was going to happen, but she was very nice in her um, email back, especially having never met me and just getting this weird request from, uh, you know, some dude she's never met. And uh, then I had the thought to ask her to do the podcast later, and I sent her a very uh, qualifier-heavy email because I had I came in with the awareness that um, you know it's an interesting time, and I'm a I'm just a straight white dude asking a, a, a like a a woman to come over to my house to speak to me um with with little more information than that that's like maybe that would concern people so i made sure to be like here's a bunch of links look me up on the internet know my heart um (laughs) i'm married i have two kids uh i swear to god i'm not weird um despite what this intro might give off and I just really wanted to <laughs> just like, I swear to God, this is, uh, this will be, um, you know, whatever. And she was, she was very sweet and very receptive. And, um, we talked for a while. We talked for a long time actually, um, in the podcast. And then after the podcast, we talked, uh, for even longer, just about, all sorts of stuff, and like you know, I think we're best friends now, so um, that's cool. <laughs> and um, yeah, she's she's great. And I, she didn't play any music on the podcast, and didn't want to ask her to do that. I didn't. Uh, it just you know, it felt dirty. So if you want to hear Julia Noon's music, you know, after you listen to this podcast, it's all over the internet. Just go do it, and. Um, eat eat all of it up because she is um i just think she's so great and uh you know that's clear by this point um and i don't think i have much else and i know that i have a lot of a lot of people are probably listening to this that aren't regular listeners of the podcast so i don't want to hold you hostage here in the intro uh if you haven't already 15 second buttoned that uh already so um Beyond that, uh, if you enjoy the podcast, you can give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps the, I don't know what it helps. It helps, it helps, uh, it helps impeach Trump. I don't know. See, see how long it took to go political. Um, Julie and I, uh, get into some political talk too. I don't know how that, you know, it's just, that's the kind of time we're in, I guess. Um, so I'm pretty sure that's not going to alienate uh, any of her base. <laughs> it seems like they're in, uh, pretty, you know, across the board agreement with uh, with a lot of things. Um, but yeah, again, if you want to uh, rate and review the podcast on iTunes and subscribe to it, whatever you want to do. And if you have questions or um, you just want to, you know, reach out. You can email the podcast at my favorite things podcast at gmail.com and follow the podcast on Twitter, my fave things pod. And uh, with that said, let's get to some covers with me and Julian Noons. Here we go. Here we go. 
right? I know. It's um I'm going to let you finish. I don't think it'll ruin it. But I po- I posted like and I never do shit like this, but I posted an Instagram of it and I was like this chocolate milk is my shit right now. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm way more surprised by that than you are person <laughs> looking at this. And people kept trying to ruin it for me. Like what's in it? Why is it so good? If it's dairy free, it must have a bunch of sugar. I'm like, can you just, guys, I found a thing. (laughs) Don't be a dick about it. Chocolate cow's milk doesn't have a ton of sugar. Yeah. Guys, do you know about what chocolate is? Just get one thing straight. Do you know about, you know, just regular milk, what they do to regular milk? Do you know what's in there? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. But um, that is made of peas, I guess, like mostly peas. Peas, not pea. No, 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 no. I think Whole Foods would get sued, or not. I don't know. Pea is it is sterile. Yeah, I I learned. Is it embarrassing to say that I learned that this year? No. Okay. Cool. No. Okay. (laughs) You notice? Can't know something till you know. I know, and you 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 need people to teach you things throughout your life. Yeah. Um. So there we are. Well. How are you? You've just been traveling a bunch, yeah? Yes, I just got back from a East Coast tour. Cool. What what uh, stops did you hit? Um, I'm so bad at listing off tour cities, but I know I started in Arlington. Where did you have fun? <laughs> Ooh, uh, Nashville, Tennessee was so nice. Mm-hmm. And so was Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, I think... Everywhere else sucked. <laughs> <laughs> It's so hard to do it by city. I could be like, the family with all the kids was so much fun. Yeah. Oh, did you do a living room tour? Yeah. Another one of those? Yeah, a living room tour. That's awesome. We play acoustic in living rooms. And um, this one particular house, it's a family with four children. Mm-hmm. And they had a whole band of cardboard instruments that the family had just made, like for their kids to play with. Wow. And then a guest... Totally unrelated, had no idea that that was happening. A person attending made me a cardboard ukulele just like as a gift. <laughs> and then wow. I got to like give it to these little kids. It was the best. Wait, so do you you still have your cardboard ukulele? No, I oh, had, you had to, to gift relinquish it. it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I flew to... I was going to say, how did you travel with such a, such a thing? But yeah, they it. relieved you of that. That was nice of them. But it was like fully engineered. I mean, there were frets. On it. Did they have like actual strings as well? I think they were uh, just the body. Boondoggle. I think they were boondoggle. Oh wow! Do you ever okay. Go to summer camp. Uh, friendship bracelet. <laughs> I we have a thing out here called outdoor school. I grew up out here, and it's basically you go to uh, the. It's like at the camp in Malibu where they shot Mash. So it's a full like outdoor. It's like cabin camping. That's so you have ca- cabins, but you do that for a week with another school. And since it's another school and you're in sixth grade, it's the most hormonal place on um, the planet. Yeah. It's no, crazy. I went to summer camp. I, oh, yeah. It was nuts. Insane. I yeah. went to summer camp every year of my adolescence. Where are you from? Upstate New York. I thought I thought you were Rochester. from New York, but I keep doing this thing where I keep guessing where people are from, and then I just <laughs> miss so badly that I'm just like, just ask. Don't. 
Don't try to be a hero. You know, a lot just... of people think I'm from the South for some reason. My accent skews Southern. I've never thought that. Um, yeah. And you went to college. Did you go to college in New York? Uh, yeah, I did in Albany. Okay. And I'm going down this route because, um, I think most, would you say most people that are fans of you, like discovered you when you were like 18, 19? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, I mean, there's, let me apologize right (laughs) up front too, because I'm probably going to ask you a lot of questions that you've already answered. Um, in other interviews, but I mean, how, how weird is it to, (laughs) to to have fans that have like grown up with you basically? That is a thing that I'm confronting right now in like a very celebratory way, I think, because I've changed so much since Mm -hmm. I was 18 and I'm 28 now. Mm -hmm. So it's been just almost exactly. I'm so mad. You're not, I, any, anytime I meet somebody. Or like, not even meet somebody. I will have known people for years, and they'll be like, "Yeah, I'm turning 29." I'm like, "Go fuck yourself! Really? You're not 30 yet? God! How old are you? 34. Okay. It's like, why are we hanging? You make me look weird. Like you look cool. <laughs> I don't think about age at all. Yeah. When I hang out with people. I mean, since I've had kids, it's just like it. The the jig is up. It's just. <laughs> That is makes it's, you on a different planet. I yeah, think. it's it doesn't matter. It truly doesn't matter anymore. Um, but sometimes there's still like a little like fucking really. <laughs> okay, person born after eighty five, you know, <laughs> or I yeah. guess now it's eighty seven. <laughs> I'm eighty nine. You're eighty. You're my sister's age. There you go. Yeah, and that makes me feel old. <laughs> you're my sister's age, so okay, so. We have the same family, kind of, in weird ways. Um, (laughs) So you grew up in uh, upstate New York, and you went to Albany. And then I've seen, like, I think you did a duet or maybe a couple with your dad. Mm -hmm. And your dad is either a musician or just very musical. He, yeah, he's a lawyer, and he is also... He's a lawyer. <sighs> a children's musician. These things, like... <laughs> just, um, I'll, I'll get into more of this, but when people have, like, many things that are impressive, that it's not just one. Right, yeah. Because um, I have done comedy for, like, my... Basically, my adult life. And I kind of play music here and there. Uh, it's always for comedy so i couldn't start a separate thing and then (laughs) i'm just no i'm gonna do you're not you can't do that because you are not uh skilled at that um but i feel like you are um even since you started and you would like leave in outtakes at the end of your videos Mm -hmm. and you would have like all this personality i was like okay so she's like (laughs) very good is that a weird way to say that? that no, but funny. but what I'm saying is, um, it makes me mad that you're so funny too. <laughs> oh wow, thank you. It doesn't make me mad, but there there's you know those people where you're like, can you not just suck at something? Right. You know. I mean, it's it's cool for me and also bad because like my lack of focus in any one specific area means mm-hmm. I'm like great at a lot of things, but not great. <laughs> Not like 
very good at, at according according to yourself yeah but like okay just one example i'm a ukulele player but mm-hmm. um I get invited to ukulele festivals and I just like stick out as the one person who like plunks around on a ukulele while uh-huh. everyone else is like they're playing Bohemian Rhapsody like that one dude that does that yes. in a video I saw once. I know you're talking about Jake Schumann Burkrow playing okay, cool. while my ukulele gently weeps in Central Park. I know exactly the video you're okay. talking about. Great. Uh, and that kind of brings us to the topic of the episode. Um, so I'm I'm a big like nerd for covers and I can't really remember anybody before you that I would see on YouTube that did like a bunch of covers. Of course like it's a lot of YouTube now yeah. and I would just I would watch covers like all throughout my 20s and a lot of it was me learning how to play certain songs yeah. and like you know learning that you don't have to uh, not learning, but just seeing how you don't have to play songs a certain way, blah, oh, yeah. blah, blah. Um, and you were like, you you were like uh, sort of the person that like, <laughs> tell me if this is a ridiculous thing to say, kind of invented like <laughs> visual multi-track recording. <laughs> yes, I did do that. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I no. love that you're like, nope, that's correct. I it's certainly not something I like fight with people over, but like, mm. yeah, I was the first person I saw do it. Yeah, and you and you were like a college freshman, mm-hmm. just going to town on your like iMac. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then another thing I was thinking about, like since the time that I started watching your videos, I think like keep fishing maybe. Yeah, um, I these the are song. these are going to be deep cuts. <laughs> <laughs> I I saw like a roommate just just walking around back there, uh-huh. and I was like, I wonder what like her roommate thought of her at that time. I wonder like what other people in the dorm thought of her. Yeah, um, shit with that roommate did not end well. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Remember when I said we don't have to talk about certain things? Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I call those roommates bitches in a song, so I feel like it's okay. it's over for us. <laughs> um, there's there's no resolution coming. No, I mean, I kind of forget about them as human beings, but at the time, I was like furious w- with how everything played out, and it was like really great to get back at them in a song, and now I'm like ah. Was it? What did they do? Just normal roommate shit, or were they like fucking up your recordings? Uh, they like kind of kicked me out and like stole a bunch of my shit in the process. What? Yeah. I hope they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope they um are down for a conversation someday. Okay. No, I don't know. I'm trying. I'm, <laughs> I'm in a really weird place where like there are people from my past that are reaching out, and I'm like, do I want to have? a a closure Mm -hmm. conversation or do i want to just leave this alone do i want to just make i mean maybe there's maybe there's just like a a very peaceful way to do that where it's like hey i appreciate you wanting to mend fences and i'm not mad at you anymore Mm -hmm. i'm just i you know i have a limited amount of energy and i've been (laughs) traveling and uh just like text me if you need me (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh. <laughs> you write that down for me and I just copy and paste it? No, I think people respect that, especially like the older people get. It's, it's you know, they get it. It starts yeah. to be like, yeah, you know. Or, you know, maybe they don't because they don't know. They couldn't possibly know what the fuck your life is. Yeah, no. It's that. It's that one. <laughs> and I think as we all get older, my life is increasingly strange comparatively mm. because like when we were all in college together, it's mm-hmm. like everyone was kind of obsessed with the internet and everyone was like maybe covering songs on YouTube yeah. um, a little bit. And now I'm the only one still going. <laughs> You're the king of the hill. You're the champion. Oh, no. Last it's one standing. It's just like the older, the less of a child you are, the more impressive the job title musician is because mm-hmm. like making, living off of that is like so extremely difficult. Comedian is the same. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think people thought it was much cooler that I was a comedian when we were 22. Right. And now that we're 34, it's like, what do your kids think of you? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, they seem to have a good time, you know. Um, But yeah, Uh, you said said a conversation, which reminded me of the conversation. And that was uh, another one of my favorite covers. Yeah. I'm only going to reference covers from now on by things that you say. Great. Uh, <laughs> so please say, whoa. Uh, <laughs> um, that was another thing that like, there was such an overlap in our musical taste. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that's, you know, the case with a lot of the people that have followed you for many years is that, you know, they also, you know, maybe they were trying to learn how to play whoa, or not that that's, that's a hard one, but. Um, there are other songs that are, you know, yeah, you know, I don't know. No, I think, I mean, I did the same thing where I was learning how to play stuff from other people's covers. Mm-hmm. I was even learning lyrics from other people's covers. Cause I think oh, yeah. people say things more clearly than like the yeah. person yelling on the fully produced track. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, especially say anything like I would say the number one thing that when someone comes up and they're like, this is how I know you, the mm. number one thing is say anything covers. Yeah. Well, I feel less special, but... <laughs> Do you, God, would ha- it like really hurt you to know that it's like the people that say that are mostly white guys? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I'm sure I'm sure white guys is a big contingent of your base. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, how often do you listen to say anything? Would you say now? Not much anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you? Um, not real. But the reason I ask that question is because I lately, especially, I've just been like going back into like shit I listened to in high school and like in my mm-hmm. early twenties. Um, I don't know why that is. I've just I kind of like cycle in and out of stuff, and I just came off a off like a new music binge if mm-hmm. you will yeah and then i'm just kind of like all right well i'm gonna get sick of that so i'm gonna go back to back to the the tried and true mm-hmm. um i should listen to say anything I, I played say anything yesterday and that's just that was me just like plinking around i was doing it uh i want to know your plans but yeah. yeah i haven't listened to them actually in a, in a while 
It's been a minute. I mean, I was watching Dashboard Confessional like all yesterday, just the unplugged <sighs> MTV yeah. thing. So yeah. I'm with you. I revisit. You get the urge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have, like, I guess from those days from like the infancy of your channel if you will do you have you do have uh your own favorites yeah yeah and did you delete those nothing (laughs) is deleted i recently took down uh just like privated uh, oh yeah i didn't i didn't mean like like expunge them um you but you yeah you took them off your channel yeah they're just in the vault for now Mm -hmm. um because i am going more towards like polished shit and uh i want people to be able to find what i'm doing now and i put out way less material now mm-hmm. than i did when i was in a college dorm right but if you were like looking for julia noons you would only find 18 year old <laughs> julia noons uh so i, get that. I like trimmed it down and i left up basically my favorites like okay i have some real memories attached to a lot of those and it's like also bizarre in a lot of ways to be able to see such a clear picture of who i used to be yeah like when you when you watch one of those videos do you remember like what was you know is it so uh so brilliant in your mind what was going on at the time and who was like breaking your heart and all that kind of shit yeah oh man yeah I mean, there's, I like am making YouTube videos and I can like see the point where I get into a relationship and then Uh. I can like (laughs) see it slowly crush me and then I can see me get out of it. It's weird. It's like, yeah, (laughs) painful in a lot of ways. I mean, is but not anymore. Now it's fine. Totally still, please still pain. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I I like talking about it. I mean, I think that uh, feeling anything is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like when I when I do look back and think about like how bad that relationship got, it's not because it was painful at the time. It was because it was like nothing at the time. Uh, yeah, you know. So I now gotcha. that I like look back and I feel something for myself back then, now I'm like, well, this is an improvement. Right. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's a positive to take away. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're. Uh, I don't have a good analogy for that. Moving on. <laughs> um, I was, <laughs> I was gonna grab one and I was just like, Mike, don't even. Why do you do this shit to yourself? Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's cool that you have your own, um, you know, sort of video diary of it to mm-hmm. to track for yourself if you so choose. Um, and I guess sometimes it's also kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's like a, a bummer to go back and read any, like, revisit any part of your life where you're like, ah. Yeah, I... Um, I, I don't know if I've ever talked about this before. It's not that juicy. It's just like embarrassing. <laughs> um, but I was listening to like, you know, my, my biggest relationship in college. I was listening to like, 
fuck what what even was it at the time it was like a lot of funeral for a friend and brand new mm. and thrice and uh just a lot of like like imagery laden like somewhat flowery but but like mostly super super emo mm. uh lyrical bands and when a relationship ended i just started like writing a bunch of because i couldn't play music it can only be poetry and uh. that's the worst <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't like perform it anywhere but it was you know this was the live journal days oh yeah and um <laughs> who was then my ex was like i think called me and she was just like do you really have to have your live journal up and I don't. I th I think I was just like, okay, fine, I'll take it down because it's about you or whatever. Um, and then, like this many years later, I'm just like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> you checked it out? What? No, 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 no. I I have no idea. I don't think it's up anywhere. Oh. Um, I think it died with Live Journal. Is Live Journal dead? Oh, it's alive and well. Okay. Well, I don't remember <laughs> the the address, and it wasn't my name, so it's fine. But <laughs> but just no, just the just the thought of it is, oh. is like it's. It sends tingles down my spine, like, like embarrassment uh, tingles. Oh, for sure. And while some of it, like, some of it might show uh, potential in writing or some shit, most of it is just like, what are you doing? Like, why did you think this was a good? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I thought it was a good release. I think it was more just like, um. You know, I was feeling shit real <laughs> right there at the time. Yeah. Um, which is better than like what most young white dudes are doing today. So yeah, that's fine. I don't know. <laughs> I get that it's embarrassing, but I'm like, I'm always trying to get people to, to, I don't know. If you were feeling like that terrible, you probably survived that because you wrote dumb shit in your live journal. That's true. That's what I think about it. I don't. I don't feel silly about the dumb shit I used to do. Like you just brought up a memory of uh -huh. uh, a live journal post that I technically could, should be embarrassed of where I am, <clears throat> get ready, holding scissors to my tongue. I'm like probably 16 mm -hmm. and I'm, I took the photo on my mom's camera phone <laughs> and it's me uh, like threatening to cut out my tongue and i made some sort of post of, like basically being like i'll never speak again and it was about mm -hmm. you know in reference to some fight i had had with some boy and that is so dramatic and so visceral like so unnecessary is what i like want to say but also right. like as an adult, you still feel those feelings of like, oh, you idiot for saying <laughs> things. Don't right. say anything. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to take a picture with scissors to my tongue, but... I think that should be your next <laughs> album cover. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just going to pull the actual picture. And then you call the album the last album. And it's just that. Or it's just the one from when you were 16. Yeah. Who knows? God. Oh, shit. She got dark. <laughs> Man, uh, Julia, do you still she, have a Do tongue? we want her to come to our <laughs> living room? <laughs> no, not a kids-friendly show anymore, I guess. Did you invent the living room show? No, no. 
So where did you get that from? Um, I got the idea from David Bazan, who um, I'd seen him perform in clubs and do a Q and A, and I thought mm. that that was brilliant because I just love talking. Yeah. And uh, then I heard about him doing living room shows, and I was like, I'm loud. I love talking. Mm-hmm. I love playing acoustic, like just harmonizing with a real human being instead of through monitors on a stage. Right. And uh, I reached out to the people who book his shows and I was like one of my first like trying to be a professional emails. Right. And they were like, hi, we know who you are. Let us just do it for you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, great. Thanks. Um, so now I've done something like 300. Oh man. Yeah. Because, um, I was going to ask if so far sounds stole your, your genius. Um, but I've played a so far sounds though. I know. And I know that because my friend's band played, played one up in San Francisco. Um, which is also, that's like, is that one of the worst sentences like you should hear my friend's band. It's like it's like uh we need to talk. I met someone. Um do you know what herpes is and you should listen to my friend's band. Like that's the order of, of the worst things that you can hear. Oh, I disagree. I think it's I mean, you run in a different circle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so when you hear that, it's usually probably pretty good. It's usually pretty good. Yeah. But I think maybe the equivalent in the reverse would be someone being like, you should come see my friend do stand up. Yeah. See? Yeah. Now I'm like, now I get where you are coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Because when people, people are like, Oh, I'm doing stand up. I'm like, I want you to have so much fun. <laughs> I can't come. <laughs> like, I've, you have to understand. I've just been in, it's just, Please just have fun. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You get to a certain point where it's just like, I I want to support you. You know, I have an improv show. Holy shit. Okay. Whoo. <laughs> yeah. Man, I think it's so, so easy to be good at music. Like, you just have to be honest. That's, and that's then- something a musician would say. Okay, all right. It's like James Taylor going like, I don't know, this shit's pretty easy. (laughs) You're right. I'm I'm being a dick. You're right. You're right. I did not say you were being a dick, but I mean, I feel feel that about comedy, but it's even, you know, like if I said that about, it's pretty easy to be funny. Someone could easily be like, then why don't you ever do it? You know? It's it's an easier thing to you got your own to burns. negate. I know. Well, I have to get out. I have to get out ahead of it. Yeah, you know. That's a um, tactic. <laughs> but I was gonna say it's so hard. It seems so hard to be funny. Like you have to be in the right room at the right time. And if it doesn't go well, like how do you recover? I mean, sometimes you just don't. Who cares? <laughs> Not who cares. Like I don't know. Um, Sometimes it's just like you, like, have you ever fully fucked up a song? Yeah. Like where, not where it was like fun and, I don't know. I feel like your energy, you just, you just sort of, it rolls off your back and Uh, that's, and that's kind of how you treat it. 
No, I mean, if it's a serious song, like, sure, there are funny songs where, like, if we fuck up, I can be like, mm-hmm. that's not the way it goes. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but there are, like, plenty of serious songs that are, like, not fun at all to fuck up, and I still yeah. do it. Well, here's here's a more uh, apt example. Um, like, I guess when you were starting out and you were doing, you know, live shows, not on YouTube, and, like... Um, Maybe this is a good example, like your Eleanor Rigby video, mm-hmm. very loud in that room. And I remember every time I watch it, I'm like, Can everybody shut the fuck up in that room. And I think everybody oh, yeah. like got on board by the time that you hit like the first verse, really. <laughs> but for some reason, I was just like, don't they know what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I came up in music in Rochester at uh, an open mic. Mm. So I am very used to people in the crowd not giving a shit. And I kind of thrive on... I'm almost more comfortable if they're not paying attention. Because you can just sort of like zone out and, you know... Yeah. Focus in on what you're doing. Yeah. Have my own fun time. I had... So years ago... Was it... I guess that's correct. Years ago, I asked you to do a variety show. And I think... You were you were probably in Japan or some shit, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been to Japan. Um, but you ba- basically, you were traveling on the day that the variety show was going to be. And I remember I did one one of those shows, and my wife's name is Eileen, and I had one of my um, friends as a musical guest. Um, she's she's brilliant. She's great. And the the way the show went is I would, you know, we would do. I do a monologue and then there'd be like sketches and musical impressions and then the musical guests would do something and then some we'd have a stand up come out and uh at the end I would play like two songs with the musical guest. Cool. And we would like you know ideally pick songs with like harmonies and stuff and yeah. and make it like a cool and then like a big, you know, high energy song to close. And I think this was like the show where um, my wife was pregnant at the time, I think, and her name is Eileen, and we had like put together a new arrangement of "Come on, Eileen," oh. and I was playing ukulele, and uh, somebody else in the band was playing guitar, and then there was four of us all singing. And during this, and I'm, I have to say this, I was wearing like a tux because I hosted the show in a tux. Like like real old fucking Hollywood variety show. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like at the end of the show. And so I'm playing the ukulele and I'm sweating my ass off. And the ukulele just starts sliding out of my hands and down my body. And I can't like break because I'm trying to like, you know, there's a rhythm to things. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I know about rhythm. And I, I just like had to abandon the ukulele. As though I forgot how to play it. And really what was happening is like I could no longer hold it. I was sweating that profusely. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a very like this, like, you know, the crowd was just like, this shit's falling apart. (laughs) (laughs) And it it was fine. It it wasn't like the biggest train wreck in the history of train wrecks. But it could have gone better. Um, You know, that that kind of thing has happened. Um, I don't know if you've experienced anything on that level where you just like yeah equipment stops working and 
equipment stopping working has always been such a great thing for me. Like, I think as a musician, you almost live for a day where the sound goes out and you can just go into the crowd and play Mm -hmm. unplugged, which is part of, like, I did that. I've been touring for, I don't know, like six or, I don't know, maybe like nine years. And uh, I think the number of times that the the sound would cut out and I would go into Mm -hmm. the audience were all like leading up to me playing living room shows and being like, I don't have to wait for the sound to go out. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I have like massively fucked up. I mean, my release show for some feelings, Mm -hmm. uh, there's this big note in this song called all the same. Mm -hmm. And it's, I love that song. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. Sorry. I cut your story. Please continue. I was about to be like, and this song? And this song? So go back to what you were talking about. Um, well, there's just uh, that big note at the end. And um, I'm, it's also the only song on that record where I don't play an instrument. I just sing. Mm-hmm. So this is like my my... I've been practicing how it feels to stand on stage and just hold a mic and like go for it. Yeah. And... On that big note, it just did not, it wouldn't go onto the note. I was just pushing and I'm just like flat and wavering. Uh, I know that very and well. <laughs> it was like, it's such a long note and I keep thinking I'm going to be able to like just knock it right into place mm-hmm. if I can just get, and I just spend the whole felt like a minute <laughs> holding a note that was shakily under pitch and everyone was just i kind of like saw the room's eyebrows collectively raise i mean <laughs> how possible is it that it was in your head not <laughs> not possible at all no <laughs> yeah um, but thank you for the faith. <laughs> I mean, you know, you never know. It's you know, it could be like when you're high and you're just like everyone hates me. <laughs> right, yeah. Um and everybody's like, You're fine. I don't know what you're worried about. Um yeah, I've had I've had like, you know also I'm not like a musical performer, but occasionally when I've done music and I also mostly do musical impressions. So I do like <laughs> I do like Bob Seger and I do John Popper from Blues Traveler. And in both of those, I uh, have had moments where like <sighs> at, at the start of Hook, or not at the start of at the oh. start of the crescendo of Hook, that that bridge that's like, you know, that thing. He hits, he goes, you know, uh, it climbs up to the, um, I can try and think of the word, the lyrics right before it, but. It goes up to, you know, it goes yeah, up, up yeah, into yeah. that. But when I'm doing it live, very often, it's so hit or miss <laughs> where I'm going to like nail the shout because I've already been like, you know, and it's so hard to just like fucking like take the gondola up with the song. Yeah. And then um, I did Turn the Page by Seeger. And the, most of that song's pretty easy to sing. It's just like very like, you know, and uh, you know, crescendos at the end, like many Seeger songs do. And 
it goes into like, now nah, here I am. And live, you know, I just did that in, you know, like your, you know, library room tone filter where it's like the approximation of the sound. But when I tried to like belt that, it, like it was a great thing that it was a comedy sketch at that point because it was like, well, uh, well I don't have to apologize for anything. This is a fucking, <laughs> yeah. This no, isn't what you freedom. paid to see. Yeah. So, uh, all the same is a great song. Oh, thank you. Uh, my favorite song is Cool Thanks. <laughs> that would be a comedian's favorite song. Because <laughs> I still relate. My wife just gets so upset at me because I can't take compliments <gasps> for shit. She's just like, can you just, <laughs> like, yeah. just say thank All you have to do, Mike. All you have to do is say thank you. The back of my phone says, take a compliment. Amazing. I've been trying to do it. And it's also nice for when, like, so many of my friends, so many of my women friends are Mm. just, like, refuse to accept any sort of compliment, and I can just show them my phone. Have you seen that Inside Amy Schumer sketch? Uh, maybe. Uh, it's, they're, like, New York City on a street corner. Yes. Wow. <laughs> that was amazing recognition time. <laughs> um, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's basically women like sitting around complimenting each other and then making different excuses as to why the, the person complimenting them is wrong. And then I think it's Nikki Glaser comes in and they're like, oh my God, I love your hat. And she's like, oh my God, thank you. And the, and it like short circuits all of their brains and they like shoot themselves in the face and blow up yeah, and do they all sorts of things. It's amazing. And I so related, even though I'm I'm not a woman, I was just like, Oh man, I feel that. Um yeah. So uh cool things. Th- yeah, no, I spoke to me real hard. <laughs> I think uh especially since writing that song, like in the song I proclaim so vehemently that I'm fine. I'm fine. I just don't like compliments. Mm-hmm. And that's just not yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> I like, don't like compliments, but I'm not. I'm also not great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like as I get more comfortable with compliments, I and realize why I'm not comfortable with compliments. Mm-hmm. It's like societally, we don't love people who love themselves. You know? Yeah, and then you also like. I mean, should I, is it the Jennifer Lawrence complex where if it's like. Oh, you're so relatable. Oh, you're so modest. Oh, you're like it. It, it swings to the other side of the spectrum where you're like yes. you're so full of shit. Just like you're a very wealthy movie star. Can you just admit that there's something about you that people enjoy? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, that is like people can get pissed that you can't take a compliment. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think it's like they're pissed that you can't take a compliment. It's like. If you can't take it, then, like, how in the world could I take a compliment? Right. If Jennifer Lawrence is like, I'm a monster goblin who's ugly. <laughs> you're like, really? Yeah. What does that say about me? That's yeah. great. Fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, it's both, there's balance to be had somewhere in there where, like, you can be told that the thing you've worked all your life to achieve is good, like your music or your comedy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's especially difficult for uh, 
I think looks and like yeah yeah can't you can't I I hate it <laughs> I hate when people are like if you lost weight I'm just like why would you say that to me <laughs> <laughs> like what are you trying to do because I've been eating like absolute shit <laughs> and are you just trying like what do you the where do you get off <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, see, we're touching this... on like small talk now, where like people <laughs> say shit, and you're like, "I fucking hate small do talk you so much." Feel that, or are you? That's another reason people yeah, can't take compliments. Yeah, are you feeling a moment? What's happening? Because if you, because if you believe that maybe they're lying, mm-hmm. which lots of times they are, you know, like yeah. Mean Girls really got us all thinking. Like, she really doesn't like my skirt, mm-hmm. and I knew it. <laughs> And that's why I said, no, it's hideous. Yeah. But to to us, we have to like measure against Mean Girls where it's like, these people are diabolical assholes. And some people could literally just like not have anything better to say in a moment. And they're trying to be nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, you know, at least I, a lot of times, am just out to lunch. And I'm like, what? What the fuck was that about? Like, Mike, he just said, you know, like, whatever. He said your hair looked cool. Okay. Yeah, wavy, well, great, mm, full, voluminous. I feel like you just Brown. read that off a Pantene bottle and said it to me. <laughs> you know, it's. Believe it, Mike. I have such a hard time with compliments, too. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Do you have a harder time w- with compliments about, like, your appearance or your worth or your work? Um, I think it, yeah, my worth is probably the biggest one. Because mm-hmm. I think there's like such a weird balance of ego when it comes to being a creative career person. Yeah. Because um, like, I know that I have saved certain people's lives in a small way. And I also know that I and mean... Probably not that small a way. Like, maybe a more direct way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I mean, the same way there are musicians who have saved my life. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, I recognize the power of music. And then I also recognize that there are people who just casually like me. And I also recognize that there are people who most of the world has never heard of me, doesn't think anything of me. Those poor idiots. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> It's like the people at the open mic. Don't you know what's happening? <laughs> no, I think that it's uh, it's a really hard thing because you need to have a certain amount of self worth uh, or like c- music creative worth mm. um, to keep going. Yeah, I yeah I say something similar in that like in order to me justify keeping keeping at whatever it is that I do, there has to be like milestones of validation in there Mm. i can't just go like six years without booking a job and then be like well i'm an actor i'm a comedian and people be like are you (laughs) Mm. so there has to be like some sort of outside validation which it shouldn't be um you know but it's a it's a hard thing to do but like um are you with a label at all right now Mm -mm. so you're still doing like it's totally it's the the coolest shit that's ever happened. I think <laughs> is like the old Louis C.K. You know, like I'm just gonna give this to you, 
and you know similar to your your patreon or your, your kickstarters where it's like guys i'm recording an album um you seem to enjoy what i put down and if you would just <laughs> buy this album in good faith that i'm going to make a good one great i think that's like so genius and so um like progressive artistically to to be like this is how this exchange should be between um yeah you posted uh i think you posted on twitter that ted talk about palmer yeah yeah incredible i mean if you are an artist looking for permission to pursue art then you have like if you just need convincing watch her ted talk and if you just believe me get Mm -hmm. the book i listened to the book on tape on the tour that i was just on Mm -hmm. and listening to amanda palmer grapple with like her worth as an artist while simultaneously like visiting a fan with cancer in the cancer ward and like just immensely connecting with like an entire group of people in germany and like uh playing a show in the middle of like a huge disaster uh in boston and she just like the whole time is like really struggling to believe that people don't hate her while amassing this like incredibly loyal and understanding group of people meanwhile the rest of the world is like you're a piece of shit to her the Uh whole time and she's like i don't think you understand my relationship (laughs) with these like twenty five thousand. Yeah. Amazing people that I have this tight bond with mm-hmm. and, and they don't and she just has to carry on knowing that the world on mass is disapproving of this little club she's created. And that to me was like a moment where I was like, God, yeah, I really don't need everyone to like me. I just need my people. Yeah. To I just need to connect with my people. I don't, I don't need it to be a universal. I don't want to be on top 40 radio. Yeah. And that's, that's a very like, I mean, that really hit home with me obviously, but that's a very real like internal struggle to be like, I mean, am I making the world a better place? Am I doing anything? You know, especially now with this political climate, I'm like, should I, should I be using, like, should I orate for, <laughs> like, you know, the greater good? And then I have to kind of, like, circle back to, um, you know, no, this is, this is, you know, you, I mean, you saw what Melissa McCarthy just did on SNL. Yeah. That, you know, this is the <laughs> administration that comedy will kill. Like, if if there's any sort of, you know comedy and like the political climate and music have have been like inextricably linked for forever and then there's been all these arguing you know the 60s was was music's time to really like affect things and then you look at like the 80s with like i don't know i'm just (laughs) citing randomly but like public enemy um grandmaster flash and furious five like all that kind of stuff i think like just the 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 individuals <laughs> that are now in charge comedy does seem to be their kryptonite 
they don't seem to have a self-awareness or an ability to laugh at themselves. And if, if there's any like valuable art form, I think it is like the, the zinger, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which sounds so up my own ass, but I truly <laughs> believe it because I'm not talking about me. I'm not being like my comedy will take down the Trump. I'm talking about, you know, obviously comedy in general, I think is a very powerful weapon against fascism. <laughs> mm. I mean, I think that comedy, especially like SNL, is one of the only ways that young people get invested in mm-hmm. politics. Yeah. it's I, I've always thought of entertainment, well, always, recently, uh, realized that like entertainment is a vessel for a message. Yeah. And like, if you just go message, 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 then you lose yeah. people who cannot process all of that. But if you infuse your entertainment with a message Mm -hmm. and that's when when people are like you have something to say that's that's all it is like what you have to say doesn't necessarily have to be political although like please please speak up about things Mm -hmm. uh but like if you have something to say that is where you find your audience i think that like since I have gotten more vocal about what's going on inside of my brain, mm-hmm. I do have this crew of people from the very, very beginning of YouTube that are loyal and amazing. And like some people fell off for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the people that have stuck around, like I just value them so much. And then there's also this new crew of like feminists and mm-hmm. uh, like, I think there is something to be said about being outspoken and like trimming the fat almost like yeah. I lost the people who are not cool with a, a musician having any opinion about politics. Yeah. Which is insane because Wild. most music, <laughs> most art is, is that even there's a, there's a great article about Dr. Seuss. I don't know if you saw it. It's like an Imgur, like, you know, Imgur, like the image website where it's just mostly memes. I think it's called, like, Dr. Seuss wasn't even close to fucking around. (laughs) (laughs) And it was all, like, his early or just lesser known, like, political cartoons. Oh, shit. And it's, like, it's the if there were to be a theme it would be fuck nazis like oh that's it's beautiful. It, it's great and it's so it's so pointed and sharp it's it's wonderful um and i had something i was going to say oh and i fully believe right now and i've i've like tweeted various things about this but i think i can't think of any like you know trump fan celebrity that has made anything worth a shit. <laughs> like when yeah. when I was looking at like, you know, going through the whole election cycle and you saw all the all those celebrities that would come out for Bernie and Hillary and then the ones that came out for Trump. And it was like you know, and what was hilarious to me is a lot of Trump supporters would be like, I'm never seeing this person's movie again. I'm never and then I saw things that were even more like blanket like 
you know, the list of people that we're never going to support artistically again keeps growing. And I'm like, have fucking fun with that. What are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to watch and listen to garbage for the rest of your life. That (laughs) sucks. Why don't you fucking realize that the people that make the great art, you know, it's, it's very frustrating. Um, but yeah, (laughs) Julia's in a quiet moment. I know. I just didn't know if I like took the wind out of you with like a reminder of where we are. Uh, (laughs) I mean, yeah, I won't lie. I've been feeling it. It's really everyone's been feeling it to be. I mean, you and I especially are in like such a position of like safety. We're like so safe. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. And then that just makes me fucking pissed. Like, yeah. I, it's just not cool. Like the whole point is that I'm gonna be fine, and so many people are not. Mm-hmm. And that makes me want to fight so hard. I mean, that's where I get lost on this, like... I mean, I'm going to be probably even more fine than you. Or, like, people... Yeah. Like, you know, just the the straight white maleness of, like... Thank you for even knowing that. I mean, well, I had... I had... And this is, like... You know, this could be just utter paranoia. But literally the day after the election, I was walking around Los Angeles, you know... Not a lot, you know. I think tr- Trump lost Los Angeles County by a, oh, yeah. a good wide margin. But you know, uh, I'm a straight white dude, and I look like a straight white. Like, not a lot of people confuse me for anything else. And like when I would walk by women or anything, I would just feel like a like a, a guilt. Not guilt on my part, but like a nervous energy from everybody around me. And I was like, I wonder if like, I'm being like kind of profiled silently as a Trump voter based on my appearance. And then I was like sort of going through the sequence and I was like, oh, my God, I've never had to feel that until today. And I was like, oh, shit, this is what... And I I have enough empathy to know that that exists, but I never, until that point, had to feel it. Right. Yeah. And again, maybe I didn't even feel it real because, like I said, it could be utter paranoia. I mean, I think that that paranoia is... Have you heard of, like, the not all men movement? Yeah. And, like, the plight of the straight white male now is, like... Yeah. It's everyone's so mad at all the straight white men. And and it's like yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I know. I think that that paranoia has gotten a lot of dudes um out of the mindset where they can be empathetic. Like mm-hmm. they're just like, "Well, now I'm receiving this thing that that you've always received and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and they would never phrase it that way. They would they would say like, well now, you know, people are all hate us or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like they really do feel that way. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to be I'm trying to like have conversations where I'm like, 
hey, you know, the way to, like, let anyone know that you're not one of those guys is to, like, empathize with us and be like, man, I'm I'm pissed that those guys exist. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just get into a lot of conversation. I have, I have so many wonderful straight white guys in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's worth it to me because I'm not quite exhausted yet to have that conversation. <laughs> yeah. And be like, if you do feel that, then like have that realization like you had, like, wow, this is how it feels to have something assumed about you right? based on yeah, how you were born. And there is all this pushback too, which is also just an, like, it's, it's, it's frustrating and annoying, but it's also like so childish of of like if you say anything in defense of mostly women but like uh gay and lesbians minorities anything like that uh you, you get called a cock or a, like a uh like a social justice warrior yeah. or a white yeah. knight or a snowflake uh-huh. and it's just like god your fucking activism is so hacky can you just can you instead of just going like you're like i don't know that we have what what is our like uh, derogatory term for conservatives, other right than other job. than Nazis? You know, not yeah, nut jobs, wing yeah. nuts. Yeah, I mean, I and think I feel like those are so seldom used. That is, I mean, I listen. I see a lot of anger from my very liberal friends, and mm-hmm. I, um, I don't think name calling is a uh, productive. <laughs> Yeah. Unless it's a zinger, you know? Uh, Unless it's really good. Yeah. If it's really good, I'm in full support. But I yeah. think, you know, there's name calling back and forth. It's just like when we call them names, we're like, you are detrimental to a positive world where people can live and thrive. Right. And when they call us names, they're like, you're fighting for a world where people can thrive. And I don't like that. <laughs> It's just a different type of name calling. Yeah. I really, I don't know how yet to explain to one of them mm-hmm. why that, like, wh- why your insult doesn't make sense because you're just saying that I care about the world. Yeah. I wonder if that would work. We'll see. <laughs> Probably. I, I, I wish it would. What I really love is we met an hour ago, and this is where we are in the discussion already. <laughs> yeah, that's how I do it. We just dive right the fuck in. <laughs> um, uh, so this, this is one of my favorite kinds of episodes where we have like a, a title and a theme to the episode, but we kind of just kind of weave in and out of it. But I'll go back to it now. Um, what, are, what are some of your favorite covers you've done recently? See that? <laughs> you forgot what it even was, which was wonderful. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, I covered a Lucius song mm-hmm. that felt really good. Um, like, just give me some three-part harmony and I'm sold already. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm working on a cover right now of a Troy yes. Sivan song. Oh, cool. Do you know who that is? I do. Um, I don't know his catalog extensively, but I know who he is. That's my that's my current work, and I think it is so sad and beautiful. 
that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm doing a lot of sad and beautiful with covers. There's nothing better than that. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, Yeah, I really enjoyed your Ed Sheeran cover. Thank you. That's a good one. Um, I like your I like your collabs too. Collabs are interesting to me from a. for for like musical YouTubers, I wrote for you know Maker Studios. Yeah. So I wrote for Maker Studios uh, a little while back, and I so I became familiar with like the collab process of like creators, mostly in comedy. Um, but I don't know as much about it in uh, music, because um, you had like you did um, you did that fun song with Walk Off the Earth. Mm-hmm. I contend. That walk off the earth would not exist without Julia Nunes. Oh. Maybe they would, but they their videos wouldn't be as cool. <laughs> I don't know because because like I said, you you kind of invented like the visual multi track recording, and they sort of took the next logical progression of it where they just like throw ukuleles and shit at each other. I know, yeah. I mean, and they're so creative with their setups. You know, mm-hmm. like they're when I was on tour with them the. The closer was them playing that Gautier song on mm-hmm. one guitar. Sure. So they they have like a concept for each. Yeah. They're, video. Yeah, I I'm a huge fan of their, and you know it's right up my alley, obviously, because <laughs> most of their shit is covers. But to to have like the 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 extra wrinkle in it of like. You know the there's like an athleticism to it where oh yeah the coordination is, coordination yeah. is insane it's crazy um, yeah I could we could talk for a long time about just <laughs> walk up the earth covers but that's not why you're here I mean kind of it's why you're here because it's covers but we're not going to talk about one band. I have wait I have one story about um, doing that song the um, fun song mm-hmm. on tour with them yeah um, so. Remember how I said, now I do one song where I don't play ukulele? Mm-hmm. Actually, the first time I held a microphone and had to sing was doing that song with Walk oh, Off no, the Earth. No big deal. And they had us stand in a line yeah. and um, stomp together. And that is when I realized that the way I bob my head to a song is the opposite. Of everybody else, so you do the downbeats or something. <laughs> I don't quite know. It it almost looks like I can't hear the music. <laughs> my foot is stomping in time, but like the top half of my body is listening to Britney Spears. I don't know <laughs> what it's doing. And uh, they, I, you know, like every night, I would think I was like really getting in into it with everyone and then I would see a video and there's like this noodle in the middle of the mm-hmm. walk off the earth band. <laughs> um, I also enjoy uh, the stuff you did with Great Big World. Um, yes. They have a cover, speaking of, that is outstanding. Um, they do a Beatles cover. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. They do Gotta Get You Into My Life. Oh. with like full horns and shit and it's look that up on youtube if you're listening to this it's shit. it's wonderful cool um do you have do any other like collaborations stick out in your mind that were you know re- real fun to do i mean you've you've done a lot of them um before a great big world was a great big world ian and i covered a song from 
the nightmare before Christmas. And it's probably mm-hmm. one of my greatest achievements. Oh my God. No big deal. But can you come back and do that for my daughter? <laughs> <laughs> we can she's, put it on the screen. She's real into that movie right now. Ian played the piano, which mm-hmm. like, that's what's cool about collabing is like, I don't have those skills at all. So mm-hmm. bringing Ian in, I, my only responsibility was editing and playing the sleigh bells but it is one of my favorite videos because we then like played with words back and forth and like there's just a hundred hours of bloopers because of that Mm -hmm. and um it's almost like bloopers are my favorite part of the editing process like I don't yeah. really enjoy editing videos, <laughs> but I enjoy finding the nugget and sending it to the end. And then my like prize when I'm done with the music part is that I get to see everything I've pulled out yeah. up until that point. <laughs> is that how the bloopers came about? Is you were just like, you just had them all stacked at the end of your iMovie and you were just like, what if I just fucking left this on here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that it's kind of what I thought it was. <laughs> um, do you have, like, what are some of your favorite covers that you've ever seen? I've ever seen? I get That's a very large question, but, yeah. you know, just off the top of your head. Less um, pressure. Uh, the guy from Counting Crows covered a Ryan Adams song, Come Which Pick Ryan Me Adams Up. Song? Oh, Come Pick Me Up. Yeah. Yeah. It's I love that song. So good. And it was one of those songs that was on my iPod and we talked earlier about like listening to old music. Mm-hmm. And I just found an iPod mini at my parents' house and it had that song and I was like, "God, I ripped this from some weird corner of the internet because I loved it so much and it's like weird quality, but yeah. it's just like Oh man. The emotion in that dude's voice. You Have forget. you looked for it on YouTube? Does it exist outside of your iPod Mini? I don't know. I haven't looked. Fuck! I gotta find that. Um, I went to. Do you know what the Where's the Band tour is? No. Where's the Band is uh, a bunch of lead singers from bands that like we probably listened to in the mid two thousands. So the one that I saw was um, Dustin Kendrew from Thrice, and so they all play their own acoustic sets. Whoa. And they play some of their band songs, some of their songs, uh, a cover here and there. And so the show I saw was Dustin Kenzer from Thrice, Matt Pryor from the Get Up Kids, mm-hmm. Chris Connolly from Saves the Day. Wow. And Anthony Ranieri from Bayside. Um, so that whole show was just fucking incredible. But uh, Dustin Kenzer and Matt Pryor did a duet of... Uh, My Sweet Carolina by Ryan Adams. And like the harmonies of their individually like unique voices together was insane. Yeah. And I saw it live and um, there's like fucking 30 versions of it on the internet that you can find. And it's so, so good. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really enjoyable. Um. Let's, like what what did the process of just doing cover after cover after cover like what did that do for 
like you personally or your i guess creative process um i think that covering a song is a really great way to say something like i write songs basically to say something that i can't put into words or Mm -hmm. in person with someone um and doing a cover it's like you get almost the same feeling without having to do all the muscle work to write that song yeah (laughs) you know there's like when you were asking about like man can you just like feel who was breaking your heart at the time it's like yeah i know i picked the song i know yeah why that song resonated with me at the time and um especially like when i first moved to la um three years ago i the songs i was picking were so tender and dark and Mm -hmm. then it like moves more into like (laughs) (laughs) like hot songs as i start to like fall in love with my girlfriend it's so it's everything's so telling like covering songs to me is just like a certain catharsis that you can't yeah get anywhere else where where was the alicia keys cover in in that Oh timeline. yeah, that was it um, seems like right, right before, right before. Yeah. So maybe you were. This is just me guessing, <laughs> but maybe maybe you had like come to a place where you were more at peace and you had stopped hurting so much and you didn't know it, but you had opened yourself up to the possibility of like inviting somebody in. I already had a crush on her for sure, and mm-hmm. then I think was starting to do stuff to elicit a response from her you know when you Mm. start to like like from clueless when she like sends herself chocolates and flowers yes you know like (laughs) i think i i had already started to position myself into like you're thinking about romance right now aren't you (laughs) (laughs) i just (laughs) manipulate is she also a musician she can hold a tune and harmonize and um we did a tour where she mm-hmm. played a cajon for me but she is a writer and an activist by trade get a cooler girlfriend i dare you <laughs> um. <laughs> she's on tour with kate nash right now running a uh, volunteer program to promote education about mental health that's that's so great fucking badass um i asked that just because i was like was it you know was your talent what attracted her to you yeah i think we were both very impressed with each other Mm -hmm. we both admire what the other person does in a very real way like the stuff that she's good at kind of blows my mind it's it's like the opposite of what i'm good at she's so organized and she can articulate things in a way that like she's just a great communicator Mm -hmm. you know like i take a huge concept like mental health or politics like she's been so good at distilling things down for people we have a website called redemo.la and she will um she made one of the biggest posts posts about the dakota access pipeline that was like here's what you can do yeah and having it all in one place, like no one had done that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she just like, yeah, she recognizes stuff like what's important, like having everything be easily accessible for everyone. 
and then oppositely like i don't know you'll have to get her to list off all the stuff she's impressed with me for but <laughs> that's that's all and that's the person you're supposed to find you're supposed to find like your compliment yeah i truly believe that because people are like it kind of pisses me off it doesn't but it kind of it just kind of digs at me a little because uh when i met my wife they called this dharma and greg but uh-huh. but Greg is the boring one, and I was like, well, we're both comedians, uh, so let's hold on. But she's she's very like, you know, like new agey and evolved and and all that stuff. And yeah, she I- also she's just like, you know, she's she's the person that <laughs> tells me to take compliments. Well, this is the last mm-hmm. text I got from her. Are you ready? Yeah. Tidy up the back room and offer Julia tea. Oh, <laughs> and don't Thank let her you, see Eileen. the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> but I just thought it was so funny that she was like, "I hope he remembers to offer her something to drink." <laughs> and then I was like, "Who do you think I am?" Um, I just thought that was really funny. Um, uh, man, I had another question. That I probably was dying to know, <laughs> and I can't remember it now. Well, let's go with it. What are you? What are you listening to? That is, um, that's like blowing your hair back. Um, I love this band, Everything Everything. I just found them. They're British, and they are political. And this guy's voice goes from like super duper high to super duper low in a second. And oh yeah. I've heard live stuff of theirs where he is, uh, he just does it. He sounds exactly like the record and it blows my mind. Yeah. The band is so tight and sounds exactly like the record. And that is like a commodity these days. I feel mm-hmm. like oh, I yeah. never see a band where I can't hear the backing track and I can hear the background vocals. Mm-hmm. That's not real. No, no MacBook on stage. No MacBook <laughs> on stage. Incredible. That's awesome. Um, I also am very into Run the Jewels. Mm-hmm. Um, you Won't, Pine Grove, Lucius. I'm just listing off my current playlist. That's fine. I'm, <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm going to adopt these. <laughs> yeah. I'll integrate give them you, into my life. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you my playlist. I've got uh, a playlist. I thought about that. I thought about... Um, I had another, um, I don't know if you know Florence Hardigan, but she's an LA singer songwriter and she, she did an episode called mixtapes. And so we shared like, you know, (laughs) times we made mixtapes, what, who they were for, why, why they were, um, why they resonated. And then we made each other a mixtape. Um, and she just put all this amazing shit, uh, in my Spotify and I was just like, man, this is, I'm so glad we did this. And I was like, Oh, I should do this for Julia and she should do it for me. But really I would just wanted you to do it for me because (laughs) I didn't, you know, I would hate to be like, here's a bunch of amazing shit. And you would either be like, I don't like it. Or I have heard this many times. (laughs) (laughs) You're not exposing me to anything new. That used to be a real problem for me with mixtapes. I couldn't make anyone anything without like seven Ben Fold songs on it. And they would be like, Julia, we, we both like Ben Folds. I remember, (laughs) I 
remember like the point in your career where uh, Ben Folds started taking you on the road, and I got so excited for you. Yeah. <laughs> and I recently auditioned for something where I was supposed to be like a fan blown away by Ben Folds, and I was just like, oh man, that would be so awesome to like hang with Ben Folds, and then I could be like, hey. Uh, you know, like maybe we talk about Julia Newmans. <laughs> oh, he's the first person to ever tell me about Amanda Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he told me about her eyebrows and like how she just like does her own thing and like, you should really take a note from her. And I was like, yeah, sure. Thanks. And I never checked her out. <laughs> But then when she came into my world through other channels, I was like, the eyebrows. That's the girl. Yeah. I knew what he was talking about. <laughs> I thought he was just some musical dork. <laughs> <laughs> he is a straight up musical dork. <laughs> it's great, though. Um, well, uh, aside from music, let's talk about some things that are just your favorite thing right now i do this at the end of every episode i have somebody you know like actors comedians whoever that often have their own shit to plug talk mm -hmm. like plug something that they have absolutely nothing to do with that they're just a huge fan of great what can i plug um shit <laughs> i started to say I should really I should really of. give these to people before the podcast but I don't I never do what's my favorite thing right now meditation <laughs> that's fine can I plug meditation you, you know what you wouldn't be the first <laughs> um I've I just, had people like plug the headspace app and yeah shit. yeah you do know. it um I want to plug meditation and roasting vegetables. We're such fucking snowflakes, Julia. <laughs> and drinking water. <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm working on a morning routine where I wake up and the first thing I ingest is water, like a substantial amount of water. And then um, I just went to see a chiropractor for the first time since I was like a teenager. Mm -hmm. And they gave me these moves. And you just like Superman on the floor for a little bit. And I'm trying to like lock this in. So my plug is routine. Find a healthy routine. Uh, it doesn't have to include meditation. That is good. My morning routine is having my daughter like jump on me. And then I resist getting up for for a long time. And then I run late and I do everything. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm blaming on my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, you know? <laughs> hey, what are they good for if not? I know. Scapegoat. They're great to blame stuff on. Because <laughs> nobody can get mad at them. Because they, yeah. have, they have big cheek, blue-eyed faces. Listen, I have no way of fathoming how difficult it is to raise a child. So any excuse that mm -hmm. revolves around your kid, I'm just kind of like, yep. Yeah, that's why it's great. Because <laughs> you're everyone that, you know, they're just like, oh, yeah, of course. Yes or no. It's like extremely difficult. It takes up all your time. Yeah. It, uh, I will say I have the easier portion of it for sure. And my, my wife uh, does 
like just titanic tasks all day. I don't because you know I'll hang out with them on the weekends. You know, not just the weekends, but um, you know, during my work week, it's like I see them in the morning and at night. But it, during the weekends, that's the time that my wife gets to go. Like I'm leaving. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to do things, <laughs> and then I hang out and. In like two hours, I'm like, fuck, man, I need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. That's what, it, that's what it is. That's where I'm at with kids. Yeah. Uh, this is what I was going to ask you before we're done. I'm trying to think of a way to word it now. Do you have a process with requests or do you have a protocol? That's a better way. Because it does seem like you are very not particular but like you are drawn to certain songs and so if somebody asks you to cover songs and i think you probably did that at some point in the youtube early youtube do you have like a like a uh, a canned response for listen i <laughs> i love that you love that song <laughs> um wow i'm sure i did have a canned response back in the day but, uh, you know, it's almost like the people who are, it's hard to say no to because so many of my fans are such good, rational people who are like, whatever you want to do mm-hmm. with music is fine with me. <laughs> um, it's like my sister who will be like, cover this queen song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do you have any idea what that entails? <laughs> have you ever like done that for her and then it yeah. like paid off huge um i've done that for her and it didn't pay off huge and that's a lesson in <laughs> not going out of your way to do something you don't want to do because you think that you should and will earn points because that is not fruitful yeah only do things that you want to do i don't know if that's sound advice but i th- no, i think it is actually <laughs> that that's you know kind of how i was raised which is why I'm this narcissistic uh, performer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm not going to keep you any longer than this. Um, I so appreciate you doing this uh, with somebody cool. that you've never met before. Hey. Um, it was a lot of fun. Agreed. And thank you so much. Thank you. You're the best. You're the best. You're, and if anybody has not met Julia that is a fan of hers... And it's like, you know, because sometimes you meet people that you admire or whatever, and they oh, suck. Oh, sucks, yeah. I just want everyone to know that Julia is exactly <laughs> as lovely as you think. There. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Take the fucking compliment. Right. Right. Okay, yes. I am great to be around. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Give us a rating and a rating. Follow us on Twitter at MyFaceSendingPod. Like us on Facebook. And you can email the podcast at MyFaceSendingPodcast at gmail.com. That's it. Goodbye.